everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am McLovin. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity. But now you have my attention. Now, here's your host, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny. Hey, movie streamers? Huh? Like it's not like it like it's the first time I've ever done that intro. <laughs> You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. And in case you don't know already, by either one, my perfect intro, I'd say, mm-hmm. flawless, or two, reading the title <laughs> of the episode that you are currently listening to and clicked on. Correct. Or having read the description of said episode, which I don't know if anybody does. Uh, I was going to say, like, there's some gold in those descriptions, but does anybody read them? <laughs> I think I did one where I was having like a mental breakdown and I, I just in the actual description, I'm like, why do I do this? Nobody reads this. What is what is the meaning of not only life, but exist? I just like have an existential crisis <laughs> in the middle of it. And nobody commented on it. There's one for sure that I know it says something like, uh, it's like nobody reads these anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think we were putting out an episode late as this one is coming out late. And I was just like, I don't have anything clever to say. So I was just like, this is the movie review. We have a trailer park. Nobody reads this anyways. Here's the link for the website. (laughs) (laughs) Tudorsmoviereviews.com. Yeah. Speaking speaking about that though, with this episode coming out late, one apologies because that's a lot on me. But two, a lot of has to do with both of us went on vacations recently. So how how was yours? We we did. Oh yeah, yeah. this is a what to watch episode. Forgot <laughs> to say that we did all the ramp up to it. Didn't say it. What to watch? Yeah. But yes, we did both take vacations recently. Mm-hmm. Have we really not recorded since then? No. Yeah, it's been a minute. I'm looking forward to to talking today. Wow, we did bank a few at once. Yeah. Shit, bro. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're busy boys. I'm I'm getting crazy busy with the um, you know, summer is upon us. Uh mm-hmm. I don't want to jinx it, but I would love a a a flummer fram. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But last year we talked about how excited we were for that to happen and then a pandemic broke out so i'm not gonna roll the dice anymore i've realized recently that i i have no luck like just zero percent luck <laughs> like if i if i verbalize anything to the universe the universe comes back at me like not today guy <laughs> and uh just shits down my throat well if you have no luck then you don't have bad luck either huh so stuff just happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, I guess that's true. Yeah. That's probably more on on point with what is happening in the universe. 
Chaos Theory. Listen, Ian Malcolm. Oh, I didn't. I was going to say that's a perfect segue into what I want to talk about, though. Oh, all right. Let's do that. Makes it sound like we planned it. Yeah, we didn't. But that was that was perfect. You were reading my mind. Not really, because things just happen. But chaos theory. Exactly. I um, went to so my, my brother Ryan and, and his girlfriend Liv, they visited. And uh, one of the days that they were here, uh, we did like all the parks again. Uh, so we did one day at Epcot, one day at Star Wars, and then we did one day at Universal. And Islands of Adventure has been building a new Jurassic World themed roller coaster. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's not opening until June 10th officially, but they've been doing like soft openings and it was open the day that we went. So mm. we were able to ride it a few times, um, but you can only ride it if you're flaccid. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a, a soft, soft opening. opening. Yeah. They check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't, you, you can't have a boner or eczema. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gotta have like soft skin. Yeah. And a soft penis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So you'd be able to get on. Yeah. Perpetually soft skin and soft <laughs> penis. That's a twofer. You know, I made a joke. I made a joke right before I called you to Meg about like, yeah, like I'm always hard when we record. Wait, that's a, that's a joke. Whoa. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a nasty daddy. <laughs> I'm a nasty daddy and I'm a slappy puppy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a Jurassic world themed roller coaster. And, uh, one just on the ride, it's, it's one of the coolest roller coasters I've ever been on. It's really cool. Like the ride aspect itself. Yeah. Like the things it does, like, um, like I don't really want to like spoil a ton of things, but there's a, it's not a roller coaster that brings you tall and then drops you. It shoots you Mm -hmm. off multiple times. Um, and they do things where, they leave you hanging upside down for like very long moments of time. And it's not a shoulder restraint coaster either. So there's a part where mm-hmm. it, the coaster for like four or five seconds is literally just driving straight upside down. Huh? It's crazy. Um, there's another one part where like it gets really low to the water at islands and it does like a, a barrel roll and like you're really, you feel like you're really close to the water. And then there's just like cool things on it. Like, uh, when you shoot off like the sides, there's like LED screen. So it looks like Raptors are kind of like running like near you and stuff like that. But uh, the thing I was going to say, cause they, they try and make all these rides like super immersive and all that. And uh, they always talk about like the theming of it. And we were walking into the line and in like the main lobby, there's a big statue and it's got like four or five Raptors. And then behind them is a model of the roller coaster. We're like, that's kind of like stupid that they would, put like a statue of the roller coaster in here because like all the rides are supposed to make you feel like you're at like the park, like you're in Jurassic park or you're at Hogwarts or whatever. Yeah. So then the room right before the ride, there's a video and, um, it's got Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. And they're like, you know, in their Jurassic world getup. And basically Bryce Dallas Howard is like, yeah, like we're so excited. So I guess the timeline of this is that it takes place before the first Jurassic World movie. But she's like, we're so excited that you guys are you're here because, uh, you know, everyone wants like the the dinosaurs to be bigger and the attractions to be scarier. And then Chris Pratt is basically just like, this is an awful idea. Like, why would anyone want to put a roller coaster through like the, the Velociraptor paddock? I, I mean, he has a valid point. He does. But I was like sitting there and, and I was like, that is the dumbest shit ever like 
could they have not like tried any less? And then I thought about it. I was like, Oh no, that's, that's on brand. Like that, that's how dumb these movies are now. Like that's not even like universal dropping the ball. That's just them like being on point with their storytelling. <laughs> Dude, what is it with universe? All right. So we've talked a lot about universal theme park and how much fun it is. And I love the rides. And it's funny because sometimes the rides are better than the movies that the rides are for. Oh yeah. <laughs> like they have fast and furious transformers and now Jurassic world. Mm-hmm. Three of what are now like some of the dumbest franchises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is horrible to say like, cause Jurassic, I guess it's good that it's like Jurassic world is its own distinction against Jurassic park. Cause like, even though Jurassic park three is bad, it's like laughable bad. Mm-hmm. And the first two are fucking great. Yeah. But none of them are good in this new. No, no. I was talking to, to live about this because uh, she hasn't seen all of them. And I was like, Jurassic Park one and two are, are great. Like one's obviously amazing Two I like a lot. Uh, three is not good, but it's like, like you said, laughable because there's like the part where he's like playing a flute for some Raptors. <laughs> but then like uh, <laughs> Jurassic World, the first one, I didn't really enjoy it, but I was like, it's like, it's stupid fun. And then the second one, Falling Kingdom is awful it's by far in my opinion the worst one out of all of them and uh but then the director like he came out and said after the movie was released basically just like this movie's sole purpose is to just like propel the franchise to where we want it to be and the third one's gonna be dope (laughs) so we'll see how the third one is that's not how you're supposed to make a franchise you don't make a movie intentionally being like listen we know this one sucks (laughs) but trust us the next one will be better no you use every opportunity to blow the fans because you're basically saying like you know this movie is trash but like you should watch it because we're gonna make a really good one later yeah how about just make a good one every time i know or at least try to make a good one every time what the fuck are you thinking i think they they saw how well the amazing spider-man 2 set up the uh sinister six and they're like we want to do that (laughs) ah yes okay (laughs) I didn't realize we yeah. were using Spider-Man 2 lot, uh, amazing Spider-Man 2 logic, but now that you said that, that actually does make sense, and I appreciate them doing that for us. Yeah, yeah. That being said, I think I watched Jurassic World 2, but I might have fallen asleep. Actually, I might have fallen asleep like multiple times watching it, because I remember the dinosaur auction. Was that the second one? Yeah, that's the second one, and there's the, like very offensive part where the there's like a there's one guy and he's like foreign and he goes and he's like i will take it for five trillions <laughs> or something like that <laughs> I'm like mm. interesting yeah that movie's yeah. stupid yeah it's terrible um but yeah the ride's really cool the story on it is equally as dumb as the movies but i just thought it was funny and then i wanted to i wanted to get your opinion on this did speaking of equally as dumb did you you hear that they're doing a pet cemetery too <laughs> no yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> isn't the whole point of that fucking movie is that sometimes dead is better <laughs> yeah why don't they apply that to that fucking movie and that r- franchise that they're trying to what the f- <laughs> did it make Oh man, you know what it is? Is these horror movies cost nothing to make, so the profit margin is so easy to hit. It is so easy to double your money when you only spend like three hundred thousand to make a movie. Yeah, man. <laughs> Ugh. 
How did? Oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> we got to get every MCU movie pushed back for like two whole years, but they're going to make another fucking pet cemetery. <gasps> oh, thank you. I just got brought a delicious sandwich. From- I was going to say the boy just got brought a grilled cheese. <laughs> mm, grilled cheese with Taylor ham. Oh, nice. Have fun listening to me crunch this. You fucking swampies. <laughs> Should I get one good crunching on the microphone just for them? Yeah, I think, I think you have to at this point. People love mouth sounds. ASMR bitch. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mm, it was really good though. Mm, love that. We uh, we ate like really, really good when uh, we're at the parks and stuff like that. Obviously, when you go to Epcot, you just that's like the whole fun of it, just drinking and eating and stuff like that. But uh, sure, there was um, was two things. One, there's a new uh bakery that they open in, in um Disney Springs. It's called Gideon's mm. and it's like actually like you have to put your name in and then come back like three or four hours later. That's how popular it is. But um, the inside has like all these like paintings on the wall and all like the art style is very Tim Burton. It's it's really cool. But these cookies, man, they're like a pound each and they're like probably the most delicious cookies I've ever had. Wait, they're a pound each? Yeah, I, th- I think they're like either like a half a pound or a pound. It says on there they're they're fucking they're hefty. Oh well, hello, governor. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you one pound for these cookies. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what uh, they say when you go in. These cookies are one pound each. <laughs> pound, <laughs> one pound. <laughs> you got to really snap that pee. Delicious cookie, isn't it? <laughs> we uh. We also ate at this place though. Uh, it's outside of Universal called Cowfish, and like their whole thing is they make like, like, sushi and burger like um, fusion food, I guess. So like the I, burger I got, like the buns basically were like sushi buns. It was delicious, but what? <laughs> but it's really good. But I don't the, know if I like that. No, nah, I it, I was skeptical, and then I tried it. And I was like, this is actually like awesome. But uh, Ryan got this burger, and he said as soon as it like. It came. He was like, I don't know why I got this, but it was it was a burger like on the menu. It's like burger topped with a hot dog wrapped in bacon topped with onion strings. And the thing came out and no joke. This burger was like at least a foot tall. Nice. Not even exaggerating. And about like eight inches of that was just onion strings. And Ryan like tried to take a bite of it. And he was like. He was like, this is fucking bullshit. He's like, this thing, I don't know why I got this. He's like, he's like, this looks like it was made by, made by an eight year old. And I started dying. So I'm just imagining the chef in there like, oh, I'm going to hook this kid up with so many onion strings. Honestly, at that point, just chop it up and eat it like a meaty oniony salad. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he should have done. But uh, I was like dying. I was like, this, the chef is probably so proud of this. And you're just like, fucking eight-year-old made this piece of shit yeah <laughs> i know you said you had a good vacation but uh yeah was, did anything happen on it i know you, you you went to salem right oh yeah if uh if anybody knows anything about me i'm a pretty spooky guy <laughs> everybody knows i don't know what this <laughs> voice is <laughs> i'm a spooky hey, guy everybody knows me <laughs> but no yeah we went up to salem it was fucking awesome um, I love, I usually go up like every October, but we just, I had, uh, I had some time between leaving my last job before starting the pool biz again. 
So I was like, let's fucking use this opportunity mm-hmm. to go away for a few days and, you know, take a break before we, oh, also she had left from one job and was about to start another one. So we were like, sick. We're both, uh, we both gave ourselves a little uh, time off and we went up there and it was, it was fucking awesome. Like it was really nice out. We uh, did a lot of shopping. Nice. We went to, uh, oh dude, did you ever go up there? We went to this place. It's a, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's all like horror movie memorabilia Mm -hmm. and like, um, like statues and stuff with like costumes and things like that. And it was fucking cool. And they had this giant statue of alien and predator fighting. Oh, it was fucking gnarly. That's cool. And like the xenomorph is like super slimy and detailed and like really shiny. Yeah. I was, I thought you were about to say though, is that the same shop though that had the Hubie Halloween props? Oh my God. There were Hubie Halloween. I forgot that movie was shot in Salem. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. Yeah, I sent you a picture because I was in, uh, we were in like an antique store and all over. It's like, if it has a yellow tag, it was in Hubie Halloween. And I was like, <laughs> what? And then I was like, oh shit. They had like a, a, this mummy costume that was in the movie in the <laughs> store. And I'm like, I, I wish I did. I didn't, but I wish I did ask somebody like, how much is this garbage? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I would have came home, I would have came home and be like, Colin, I bought the mummy from who? Hubie <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Um, how much is this garbage? That's not garbage. That is a stool that Kevin James farted on. Oh, Sh- show some respect. <laughs> that is a national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, I, I fucking love going up there. It's always a really good time, but this was especially nice. Did a lot of things that like I've never done before going up there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was just fucking awesome. Ate a nice. lot of good food. Oh my yeah. God. Ate at this seafood restaurant, just balled out of control. It was just like fucking appetizers, entrees, and dessert, just fucking going at it. <laughs> it was um, felt real bougie. Oh, nice. Bougie's bougie's yeah. fun every once in a while. We went to a a pretty fancy restaurant uh, called the Boathouse over in Disney Springs. We got a reservation for that, and um, it's like one of those places. Like, if you like order like a dessert, like they bring you like the full cake, <laughs> like. Like, uh, oh shit. Yeah. And then it's funny. Like they have one drink on the menu. It's called the duck, duck Raz, And it, it's like, everything's like fancy. And then there's just this one drink that's like, yeah, it's like alcoholic drink with a rubber duck on the, like floating on it. And me and Ryan were like, that's what we're getting. What? <laughs> yeah. We're like, we're getting the, the duck, duck Raz. <laughs> Love it. But, uh, but food is awesome. I had a lobster roll there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I um trying to think if there's anything else like fancy foods. Oh, we got crepes one morning that were awesome. And it's funny because like nice. Anytime I go up to Salem, there's these comic shops that are there. So it's just like, oh, did you get any souvenirs? I'm like, yeah, look, I got these comics that I could have gotten anywhere. <laughs> but but that's also not not true because I always seem to find issues that I am like desperately searching for in this one shop in Salem. They always have like at least like a hundred comics that I need. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh fuck. I need to like pick which like 10 or 12 or 20 that I that I actually want to get today. Is that where you finished I is it Punisher? Don't you have a like a, a full line of like a uh of Punisher comics? Yeah. Uh volume two. Yeah. Oh and Warzone. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Very cool. Uh do you want to get into this though? Honestly we probably should. Now, yeah, 
Speaking of things we should do, we should probably preface this because it's been, we haven't done a what to watch since I think November. Yeah. So it's, it's been, been a while. while. It's been, been a while. while. <laughs> we both did it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's been a, it's been a minute since we've done one of these and it's been even longer since the first one that we've done. It's probably about a year ago now already. Mm-hmm. And I, as I'm writing my list, I'm fairly confident that I, I may or may not have given these as suggestions in the past. <laughs> Actually, today when I was riding around, I started going back to what to watch episodes and trying to skip through and hear what my suggestions were. Yeah. And I did that for like one and a half episodes. And I was just like, you know what? I honestly don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to if if I say if I repeat myself, I repeat myself. But I think what it is, too, is because. I always write a list of like five or six movies Mm -hmm. from each streaming service. And then I pick from that list. Yeah. So I think some of these movies have been on that list and that's why I think I talked about them. Yeah. But I also never remember what movies I pick. We really need to write down all the movies I've done so far. That way we don't double dip on them. The the last time we did this, I actually did that. I went through our episodes and was like, what have I talked about? What haven't I talked about? But I don't feel I didn't feel like doing it again this time, <laughs> so I just rolled the dice. I think it's the same thing though. Yeah. Like, um, one of the movies that I was debating, uh, talking about today was First Reformed, and I'm not talking about that. But the reason I didn't pick it is because I was like, I feel like I talked about it already, but I can't be sure, <laughs> so I just left it off. So I guess it's a little bonus think- right there. That's the hard part, too, is because there's a lot of movies that are on streaming services that we probably have talked about in, like, maybe an episode where we're, whatever, we're talking about, like, oh, these are, like, some of our favorite movies, or, like, we're giving, like, weird rankings for things. I feel like a lot of movies get discussed on this show that are outside of the reviews. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it makes it damn near impossible to remember what we have and haven't talked about on the show. Yeah. But I think you did do First Reformed, because I remember... You talking to me about it a good amount, and I. But the hard part is, I'm like, was that just when we were talking, or because I also told you about how I'm trying to watch every A24 movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know if it came up just in that discussion, or if it came up because you suggested. It. Doesn't matter. Yeah, honestly, gonna- I'm so bad. That I saw St. Maud is on Amazon, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna suggest that movie, and then I realized I'm like, wait, <laughs> didn't we review that movie? Like, yeah. A month ago, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. There was another one. Um, you know, these are all A24 movies uh, that we're talking about. There was another one that I was like, oh, I'll do that one. And I was like, I think Sky may have mentioned that, or it was just because we've talked like about trying to watch all the A24 movies, and that was Swiss Army Man. Oh, I, I think I picked that one one month. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. But, uh, so for those who don't know, this episode is. For it's really for the swampies because we're not reviewing movies. We are suggesting movies that are available to you on various streaming services for free. Yeah. But yeah, so we we suggest movies on Amazon Prime Video, uh, HBO Max, Hulu Plus, and Netflix. And then we throw out a wild card, which might not even be streaming anywhere. It could just be a movie that we really like. And if you can track it down, check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've gone back and mine is dark Phoenix. (laughs) I was going to say most of the time yours is just um, any movie. Like you're just like, if this is a cool movie, find it. Um, 
a lot of times I try and pick something that's still on the streaming service so you can watch it too, but I didn't do that this week. So fuck off. And <laughs> yeah, but uh, you want to just get into it? Do I normally go first or do you go first? I can't remember. I think I go. Doesn't matter. First. You go first. All right. Well, I told you this off mic. A few of the movies that I'm going to bring up, I've definitely mentioned on the pod uh, a couple times. Uh, I know over the last year and, uh, but we never really like talked talked about it. And I was just like, you know, I think they deserve a little bit longer of a discussion. Uh, so my first uh, movie that I am recommending it's on Amazon and that is one night in Miami. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, one, I think one night in Miami was very, um, it didn't get the love it deserved at the Oscars. It was nominated for a few things, but I had said, I think during our duties, which it wasn't in my top 10 either, but it's, it's, sh- it probably should have been, honestly. Um, it's got, I think it has the best dialogue of like the whole year. The dialogue is so freaking good in it. And, uh, Kent powers who wrote soul is actually the writer on one night in Miami. Um, and I actually watched this documentary um, or, or like mini series that Pixar is doing and they focus an episode on Kemp powers and he talks about like his writing process and stuff for soul. But uh, yeah, he's only done that. And then this, and now I'm basically just like, okay, anything that Kemp powers writes, like I think feel like it's a must because his like dialogue and ideas for like his screenplays are just fucking phenomenal. Um, and Regina King, it's her feature film debut for being a, a director on the film. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really cool. Really great dialogue, and it's a, uh, it's like kind of a true story because it takes place the night after uh, Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali beat uh, Sonny Liston, and apparently, uh, it's actually like documented that to celebrate, um, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown got together like to celebrate that night, and then the next mm-hmm. day, um, was when Muhammad Ali like basically announced to everyone that he was like uh, in like the nation of Islam and stuff. But uh, it's mainly like about like, what do, what do we think that the com- their conversation was about? And it's kind of them talking about how they need to use their platform as like basically uh celebrities. Um, yeah, and yeah. For the black community, like to help um, like the civil rights movement and stuff like that. But uh, it's so good. And it really bummed me out that it wasn't nominated for more. And I felt dirty not putting it on my top 10. So I wanted to give it the love that it deserves. It also has a 98% Rotten Tomatoes, like super high score. Wow. So definitely check that one out. Yeah. Damn. All right. That's awesome. I do kind of want to go back and watch that. It's hard for me because I'm having a hard enough time keeping up with the few movies that are coming out nowadays. And, um, you know, this year I think I am going to smoke your ass. Oh, okay. Cool. So we'll see. Who knows? But for me... I'm doing a movie that I may have suggested already. There's the, my Amazon and Hulu picks. I'm like, actually my Amazon, Hulu and Netflix picks. I'm like, I may have suggested this before. <laughs> so tell me if I have. Okay. It's an A24 movie. Ooh. So I know we've probably discussed it on the show, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not St. Maud. Although St. Maud is streaming. I, do, I got a couple of friends who... We're asking about it. They're like, oh, it's streaming. Is it worth watching? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's short. It's cool. Like, get into it. But my pick for Amazon is mid-90s. Ooh. I don't know if you've mentioned this one before or not, but mid-90s is... I don't know either. That's a cool pick. 
I've been actually wanting to rewatch that lately. Me too. Honestly, this is a suggestion for me to rewatch it. I don't care if anybody else actually watches it, but like for me, I was like, <laughs> that's one I should go back and watch real soon. Yeah. I saw that uh, in theaters uh, with Ryan actually. Um, and that movie was kind of cool because it reminded me a little bit of him. Uh, like Ryan was really into like skating, like when he was younger and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, actually, Ryan has skated on the same half pipe at the same time as Sean White. Little fun fact. Oh, um, very cool. Yeah. But also just, I mean, Jonah Hill's awesome. And uh, it's cool to see him do his, you know, feature film debut. Also, like he basically like was like the fat, funny guy in Hollywood for the longest time just to get his foot in the door. Like that's not what he wanted to, he didn't want to act. He wanted to direct. And that was kind of how he got into it. Yeah. But, I mean, now like you see him in these things like Moneyball and stuff like that. And you're just like, damn, this guy's like, really good at this and this isn't even the thing that he like wants to do in life <laughs> this is his fallback basically yeah yeah but this it's such a cool movie it's really good and to be hinged on basically only child actors and mm-hmm. it still be very good that speaks a lot to Jonah Hill's talent in being able to direct and know how to get uh, children to like emote properly or like really translate the message of the movie thoroughly Mm -hmm. and we talk a lot about a couple of different actors young actors like this kind of new generation coming up who i feel like aren't getting as much attention as they knew although timothy chalamet now is like i think people are on notice for him for sure but i think lucas hedges is still not known as known as he needs to be Mm-hmm. Like he should be a selling point for like a dramatic movie because he is so fucking good. And this movie is another one of those early ones where I've seen it in his career where I'm like, holy shit. Like between this and Lady Bird, which were out or pretty close to the same time, right? They were just like a year or two apart. Yeah, I, th- I think Lady Bird was 2017. This was 2018. Um, Yeah. Th- I was actually going to put a Lucas Hedges movie on the list. And I took it off, but um, it's funny that you're talking about him. Cause I kind of wanted to be like, yeah, he man, like he's so good. And like, this is like an early movie of his. Um, yeah, man, that's, that's a cool pick. I like that one. Nice. Nice. What is your HP? Oh yeah. HB ho. I'm an HB ho. HB. Yo, you HB ho to the max. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Um, this one I'm curious if you've seen this because uh, I don't think a ton of people have seen this but the uh, star power in it um, makes me feel like maybe a lot of people saw it but this is actually a movie that was just made for TV and I saw it in college um, in a class I was taking they were like we have to watch this movie um, but it's You Don't Know Jack have you ever seen that? No. So you don't know Jack. It stars Al Pacino and John Goodman. Okay. And, uh, but it's, it's not a, it's not like a, a funny, like, I feel like a lot of people, John Goodman, you're like, Oh, it's probably, it's probably funny. This movie fucked me up when I saw it. When is it from? Oh, it's from uh, 2010. I think it's like 10 years old. Oh, um, okay. But it's, it's a biopic about Jack of Orkian. And basically, like, oh, his work and helping. Yeah. So, like, 
very sensitive subject matter, like um, whether you agree with it or not, like there's some very tough scenes to watch. I was kind of surprised that it was made for TV because um, it like really affected me when I watched it. I, uh, I remember being like, actively sad for like for like a day after watching it but it was it is very good and uh the director on it is barry levinson he's the director on rain man so it's like you know there's there's people who know what they're doing on this but uh yeah it really surprised me because it's it's a tv movie but it's like you have a guy who directed rain man and then al pacino and john goodman on it yeah so but uh yeah man it's uh i think if if you know the person and you're more interested in that definitely check it out. Or if you are someone who really likes uh, like true stories, it's going to resonate with you in some way. Um, it, it, at the very least, it'd be very gripping, but uh, it's like really not for, uh, I guess people who are like sensitive to like death and stuff like that. Cause like I said, it, it fucked me up when I watched it. I gotcha. All right. I probably won't check that out. Not because of the <laughs> sensitive subject matter. That doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> we'll put you in a bad mood. It'll put me in a bad mood. I was I was asking. Oh, would bi- it put you in a bad mood? Bitch, I stay in a bad mood. <laughs> My whole life is a bad mood. Oh, they call me the bad mood dude from Two Dudes <laughs> Movie Reviews. <laughs> the bad mood dude. <laughs> What's the bad mood dude from Two Dudes Movie Reviews thinks about the crudes? <laughs> he liked it. <laughs> It was not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> it, was just, it was a good time. <laughs> what do you What do you got for HBO? Oh me, my HBO. Oh no, you didn't pick. We should every time we say HBO, change change it to some other thing. HBO something else. <laughs> okay. So, anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It should be um it should be HB Oh my god. No, oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got? <laughs> For my pick, I think I'm realizing now I think I've done all of these before, but I'm not confident. Oh no. I think this is a movie I've talked about and if I hit did talk about it, it was probably in this context of doing it for this episode. So I'm going to pose it in the form of a question. I really like this movie. Stars Eddie Murphy, Steve Martin. It's on HBO and it's HBO finger. Bowfinger. Oh, I'm pretty sure you have talked about this one. Fuck. I thought so too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you guys should check that out. It's a good movie. But my actual pick for HBO is Spirited <laughs> Away. Oh, very cool. There you go. I haven't and, talked about that one. Yeah. Because you watched this one recently. Yeah, fairly recently. Um, mm-hmm. So as you know, I've been I've, I've always kind of like stayed on the outskirts of anime and never really like. I dip my toes in here and there if I saw something that looked like really violent or gritty or something like that's the type of stuff I'd want to see. Um, and then the doors got blown wide open after uh, Ducky and Cat showed me Akira. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, from there, I've just kind of been like watching more and more, started watching more shows and stuff like that. And now Meg, 
is into a lot of it. So she's been showing me things and uh, we started watching the Studio Ghibli stuff and she's a big fan of Spirited Away and My Neighbor Totoro and I watched mm-hmm. those. Um, what else did we watch? We watched Kiki's Delivery Service. I th- yep. think I need to I need to still watch Howl's Moving Castle. See, and I recommended Howl's on an episode. Right, right. So maybe that's why. Dude, yeah. they got like all the Ghibli films on there, which is pretty sweet. But so far, out of all the ones I've watched, Spirited Away is like my number one out of like the Ghibli films. Yeah. I think... I think that's uh that's probably the best. Like I, there's a few that I like mm-hmm. more. Um, I think I think maybe just because they're maybe like a little weirder. Like I really like Howl's. Um, you should check out The Wind Rises also. Yeah, that one's really good. And that one's that one's new. Studio Ghibli just did their first ever 3D animated movie, and apparently it's not very good. Oh really? Yeah. I uh, I do want to check it out though, just because like at least in these 2D animated ones, the artistry is so like amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh. There's some like the most beautiful looking uh, animated movies out. Um, I wanted to tell you this though. Um, at Epcot, in the Japanese section of the park, in like the World Showcase, mm-hmm. they have this store, and we went in there, and they sell um, prints and like um, animation cells from like Spirited Away and My Neighbor <gasps> Totoro and all these. Yeah, it's really cool. Are they expensive as fuck? No, I don't think they're that that expensive. Oh. I think at least the prints are very affordable it's something about epcot that surprised me is that a lot of the things in there aren't like don't cost an arm and a leg we gotta go yeah it's it's really cool meg meg and i really we gotta come down and visit you definitely and then go go together and then when we're on the podcast it's no more of this like oh so you had a trip like tell me about that because we'd be like bitch we went on that trip together it was awesome (laughs) yeah we should do that i uh i don't want to get back on like the parks and stuff but Anytime anyone wants to visit and go to the park and everything, like I'm a hundred percent down. So you should definitely come, come this year and make that a goal. That is a goal. Probably not going to happen until the fall, but that works because we're into that spooky shit. So maybe if it's all like Halloweeny, that'd be really cool. Yeah, I was. Um, I'm I'm super late to the uh, to the anime game in general, but also like the Miyazaki films and stuff. So uh, that one just sticks out. And it's, yeah, it's so fucking gorgeous. There's, like, scenes in that where I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, it's so good. You went and saw Demon Slayer. I did, which was funny because I didn't watch the show. We had intended to watch the show, and then I was like, I had suggested him, like, would you want to go see the movie? And we were just like, yeah, why not? And I'm like... I think Meg asked, she's like, do you think we need to watch the show first? I'm like, nah, probably not. It's a movie. Like they should just be able to like, you know, tell you like it's stand on its own and like give you just enough information without telling you everything. And then you can take it from there. And then, um, I found out that that was wrong and it takes place immediately following like the last released episode. And is just a continuation of the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I still really liked it. I was going to ask, did you follow it like at all? Like, or was it just like, you you just had to appreciate it for the artistry behind it? Because I was actually thinking if I have time tomorrow, like during the day or early, actually going to see it. Oh, go see it. Okay. Absolutely. Go see it. Um, there was some pretty cool stuff with the art styles. Like there's a couple of, there's some mixing of styles and there's some scenes where I'm just like, whoa, this is like gorgeous. And, uh, 
yeah, I think we enjoyed it a lot because of it's got some things in it that are like pretty funny. I told you one thing when we talked <laughs> on the phone because I figure we're not doing an episode on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but there were a couple of times where stuff happened and, and we just kind of looked at each other like, what? And started <laughs> laughing, but like in a good way. Like it wasn't like, wow, that's the dumbest shit ever. But it was just like, and I don't think the movie was trying to make you laugh. It's just like it caught us off guard. Yeah. Because we're not like super familiar with the world that they live in or what the rules are for like certain things. And we're just like, wait, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> like who's this kinky bitch with the gag in her mouth crawling around on all fours <laughs> Ryan, Ryan actually saw it and then he was like he was like yo this is a character in this movie and it was like the like guy with like the pig head <laughs> he's like got his shirt off yeah. Yeah. <laughs> alright cool are you you have anything else on that or should we move on to Hulu no let's get on to Hulu alright uh, my Hulu pick uh, I usually put one movie on my list that I'm like, this movie's definitely not as good as the other ones, but this one I wanted to talk about. I think I've mentioned it to you off the pod, but this was like the most insane movie I watched last year. It is part action, part like period piece war film, part mystery, and then part creature feature. And that is shadow in the cloud. Huh. I feel like I've heard of that. I mean, I'm sure you've told me about it, but yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz is the main character and, uh, the whole film takes place for the most part in one location. It's very confined. And, um, I actually think there's a lot of like good in the movie, but the whole time I was watching it, I was just like, I can only assume that every person involved in this movie was given like a giant plate of crank to snort before every work day because this is batshit fucking crazy. Nice. Um, I think it's a really good movie for uh, like a crowd. Like if you have friends over and you're like, let's put on something that's just like bonkers. This is the thing you want to put on. And uh, it's not that long. I'm pretty sure it's like an hour 20. And uh, but <laughs> it starts off pretty grounded. And then within 20 minutes, you're there's going to be a moment where you're just like, <laughs> wait, what the fuck am I watching now? Oh, good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I think if you, if you like, I'm trying to find like a movie that's like comparable to it. Um, but really it's, it's just, they threw everything at the kitchen sink at it. And it's, it's probably just mainly a, a good party movie. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score is like an 80, but mm-hmm. then the audience score is like a 30. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But, uh, I, yeah, I watched it and uh, it wasn't something that I was like, I love this, but I remember like leaving being like, that was insane. And I kind of liked it because it was so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, I dig so, on that. Yeah. What do you got? Well, my Hulu pick is another movie that I do believe I've talked about. I know I've talked about the movie itself on the show a few times, which is why it's fucking me up where I'm like, did I suggest this before? Um, but what's interesting about this suggestion, and so even if I did suggest it before, I'm sticking to it. Mm-hmm. It was on Hulu a long while ago, and then okay. it was taken off, which is why I think I didn't suggest it in the past because it's been mm-hmm. off of Hulu for a while, but it's back on Hulu. So I'm kind of suggesting it as like a watch this movie while you can because I've seen them remove it from the service before and I don't know how it came back but it is right now one of one of my favorite 
recent sci-fi movies, Arrival. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know if it, I don't know if we've recommended it, but like we've talked about it. Like Arrival's fucking awesome. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's funny because like I just got it on 4K recently. Mm-hmm. Well, actually for Christmas, so it's not that recent. But I just got it on 4K, and now they put it back on Hulu. It's like, oh, you got it on, you got it on disc now. Sick. We're gonna put it back on streaming. Maybe it's a good time to watch Arrival because Dune should be coming out in the next six months. Oh. Uh, so if you if you want to finally watch all of Denis Villeneuve's movies. Uh, it's probably a good time. Oh yeah, I think Enemy is on Netflix, and Enemy's on a couple for sure. Yeah. I saw it pop up. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, I think everything. I think everything that he's done except for Sicario is actually streaming right now on one of these platforms. So yeah, um, yeah, you could you could definitely check it out. Also, like, I don't know if we've ever like really talked about it um, much, but like Amy Adams is is so good, like. At least it hurt like the movie she's in. She just finds her way into fucking everything that's excellent because she's, she's in her and then like the master and the fighter. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, American just, Hustle. I like yeah, that movie. American Hustle. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, she's she's just in like everything. And uh, this movie's also cool. I feel like we've talked about it before with Jeremy Renner and like, we're not sure if he's like really like a leading man, but this is probably like the biggest role of his career other than being Hawkeye. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I've watched this a couple times this year and every single time I watch it, I'm just like, damn, this is like so smart and different for a sci-fi movie. I feel like it's, uh, it takes like the approach of like an alien invasion movie and just like does something that no one's ever done before. Yeah. It's unique which you don't see a lot of yeah. these days. It's one of the reasons why I really love Denis Villeneuve. And the, even the fact that he's taking on, um, I don't want to say franchises. They're just, they're just movies that have some sort of a history. Cause like Blade Runner 2049 being mm-hmm. actually a sequel to Blade Runner, but like the level of respect he has for the original and, what he did with that movie, like it in no way feels like it is trampling on the original. And I love that it still leaves certain questions unanswered. Mm-hmm. And then now with him doing Dune, it's different because it's like Dune is not a sequel to the Dune from like the fucking eighties. Like it's just this, it's its own thing. It's just a new thing, but to take on a franchise like that, that has like such a rich history and story, and even just from the trailer, seeing the amount of like scale and like we we know how he is with like world building and everything like that. Arrival's just another one of these in his line of unique, original, fucking brilliant movies, like brilliant ideas. Granted, like mm-hmm. I know he's not just like he's in, he doesn't write all of these, right? There's no way. Um, I don't know if he wrote Arrival. I know some of them he like he didn't write, but um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he wrote Arrival because I know we've talked actually about um, one of the writers from Arrival on a previous episode. Right, right. But yeah, he's just so good, and he, at, at the very least, he's good at picking movies, and he has such a good way of telling the stories and like using using like every aspect to his advantage. The sound. Um, just like the sheer, like I mentioned, the scale of like everything he uses and arrivals another one where like, like when they're in that, that the spaceship and just like the way it's just so imposing. Yeah. It's just so fucking cool. I love that movie. And it has some like pretty heavy 
themes that it plays with when it is talking about like the human aspects and stuff. Yeah. Especially the Amy Adams character has some like really good dramatic moments that I'm like, whoa, this is fucking hitting me. I, uh, that movie also, um, has great rewatchability because I think that movie really comes together in the last few moments. And if you put it together, then you're like, holy shit. But a lot of, I feel like a lot of people might have to be like, to like take a few minutes and like really think about it. And then they would probably want to go back and rewatch it and like pick up on things. Um, but I feel like a lot of Denis Villeneuve news movies have that like enemies. Another one that you probably want to rewatch and yeah, you know, very cool. Hell yeah. So now, sir, what is your Netflix pick? My Netflix pick. I had a bunch that I wanted to talk about, but this is another one that um, I'm realizing a lot of my movies that I picked came out like in the last two years. But uh, this one came out last year. I don't think I mentioned it on the pod at all. Um, but going off of like younger actors, like when we were talking about um, Lucas Hedges, this movie has one of my other favorite younger actors hitting the scene like three years ago. I think he probably had like the best year as, as far as a younger actor. Um, and that's Caleb Landry Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie is called The Outpost. Okay. I don't know that one. So the outpost, it's a, it's a true story, um, takes place during the, the war on terror. Um, and basically there was like an outpost that was basically in this like crater in the middle East and, uh, they were like completely surrounded and it was just basically a death trap. And it's about the people that had to like serve there. Um, but it's Caleb Landry Jones and Orlando Bloom is actually in it, which is very cool. Cause you don't see Orlando Bloom a lot and I have a soft spot for him because he's in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But, uh, I mentioned the fighter earlier, uh, the writer on this movie or writers, um, they are like a team and they were the writers on the fighter, uh, which I know you love. Definitely. Um, and, uh, the, the cool thing about it though, is it's not really a, um, I wouldn't say it's a character driven movie. It's much more of a, like on the level of a Dunkirk where it's more about the experience, but really, really long takes during the action sequences. Uh, like the violence is pretty visceral, um, the sound design is awesome that I remember watching this movie and I had headphones on and I it was like, like, this is like really nuts. And, uh, there's actually a movie that my dad recommended to me. He watched, he like watched and he was like, Hey, you should check this out. And I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll see if I get to it. And I like looked it up like the next day on Rotten Tomatoes and I had like a 96 or something. And I was like, Holy wow. shit. Yeah. I love all of that. I might have to actually check that one out. If, yeah, if you're in into war movies, I think dialogue wise, I think they're trying to be accurate. Yeah. <laughs> but I think dialogue wise, it falls into the trappings that a lot of like army type movies fall into where it's kind of like a lot of douche lines and stuff. But as far as just being like an experience, like the, the climax of this movie is crazy. And uh, so I think, I think for that, like if you like war movies, you're going to really like this. You know, I always say that I don't really care about war movies. I think in general, I don't because there's a lot of like mediocre war movies but what's mm-hmm. interesting is like there are a good amount. I think the reason why so many war movies are made is because there's enough of them that like either win Oscars or get nominations. Yeah. That everybody thinks like, oh, all you got to do is make a war movie and you're going to get an Oscar nom. <laughs> but they don't realize like what makes them good. Yeah. And I think like, a lot of that sound design, a lot of that set design, like look at what Christopher Nolan did with Dunkirk. Look at what 
Uh, they did with um, fucking 1917. And like, it's a genre that I don't really think that I like. Yet I probably have like four or five war movies in the other room just because of directors who came in and fucking killed it. Yeah. For me, like, there's a few movies that really set the bar. And you don't need like super violent visceral action, but I feel like it definitely helps in some cases with like what the uh kind of like what the goal is. Like I feel like a lot of them the goal is look at what these people went through rather than being like, yeah. how awesome is this type thing? And that's kind of what this movie's right. like goal is, is like, yeah, like these people were in basically like if you were sent there, you're basically like, it's like a suicide mission type thing. Um, and like, I, it's not on the same level of it, but the stakes are like, kind of like how like hopeless it felt, felt kind of similar to them trying to find, uh, uh, what's his face in saving private Ryan, like how like ridiculous the odds are against them. And, uh, yeah, like obviously I think, I think saving private Ryan is my like gold standard for war movie, honestly. Yeah, that, that really is. Yeah. But this, uh, this was very good and it was like, nobody talked about it. Nice. Very nice. All right. My Netflix pick again. I don't know if I talked about this movie or not. So stop <laughs> me if I did. Okay. It's about, well, I'll just say the movie. It's it's called A Feudal and Stupid Gesture. I don't I don't think you talked about this. I don't know this one. It's Will Forte. It's a Netflix original movie. It's about Douglas Kenny. Um, he's like one of the guys started the National Lampoon, the magazine, and started doing like the movies later. Mm-hmm. So it's a biopic about him and like all the people involved in that and just like his crazy lifestyle. And it's basically just the rise and the fall of the National Lampoon. Oh, okay. And um, it's really fucking cool. It's First of all, it's hilarious. It's really funny. And the cast is a who's who of comedy actors. Like some of my favorite people, like it's a lot of people from, uh, if you're familiar with The State or like Wet Hot American Summer, it's like all that crew. Oh. Like David Wayne directs it. Awesome. Um, and then you got like Will Forte. There's like a lot of SNL characters, like people in there. I mean, they also talk about like some lightly some SNL history because there is some like um, tangential like occurrences relating to National Lampoons and SNL and their relationship with each other. And uh, yeah, it's just a really, really good movie. And the and, like they did a really good job like telling the story like because it is a real story. They do some really cool things with the format of a biopic because like it's not necessarily like breaking the fourth wall. But, like, it's almost a joke some of the people they get to play certain real-life actors. Like, there's somebody who plays Bill Murray. There's somebody who plays uh, Chevy Chase. There's somebody who plays, uh, like, uh, John Belushi and, like, all these things. And there's almost, like, winks at the camera about just, like, yeah, obviously the person playing this guy looks nothing like him, you know? (laughs) Like, they just don't care. They're just like, whatever. It's just, this is the actor we hired to play it because they're fucking funny. Yeah. And um, it's really good. Like, it's I really like it. And I was thinking about it recently just because it was like, I don't know, it just popped into my head. And I was like, again, this is basically a list of movies that I want to go back and rewatch now. So that that's one that's on there. And, um, you know, Will Forte is awesome. Will Forte I've definitely talked about before because I've suggested McGruber. Yep. But... He also has some moments where like shit gets 
shit gets real because like the real life story of this guy is like kind of sad and fucked up and when they get into all of those parts like he like will forte who's known for being like this very over the top silly guy is does a great job with those heavier moments i'm uh i'm actually looking at the cast just because you had mentioned there's a ton of the one the cast list is fucking huge on this like i feel like i have to scroll down super far to get to the bottom but uh like Joel McHale is Chevy Chase apparently in this, but love him. Yep. Seth Green's in it. Ed Helms, like Donald Gleason. Yeah, there's a lot of people involved in this that I really like. And uh, yeah, I might end up watching this this weekend. Dude, it's really good. I don't think it's too long, is it? It is an hour 40. Okay, that's normal. With credits, it's like an hour 35 or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little less. Yeah. No, very, very so, cool. Yeah. No, it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, it's really good. Awesome. Now, I this might be one that I've talked about. I don't think I have, but stop me if I have. My wild card, it's not on a streaming platform, um, so you'd have to find it. And I feel like this is the least accessible movie. Like, not just in terms of how easily is it to find. I mean, like, this is one that's definitely not for the mainstream, but I actually think that this is the one like that I'm recommending that I think you would actually like the most. I feel like it's like one that's like way up our alley in terms of just how like weird and unique it is. That's something we've been saying like this whole episode is, mm-hmm. you know, it's a really cool and unique movie, blah, blah, blah. But my movie is Raw. Eddie Murphy? No. This is, this came out like four years ago. It's a French film. What's that weird meat movie yeah yeah what was the what was the gimmick with this movie so so this movie the movie on a, like the, i would say i don't even i wouldn't even call it a gimmick but there is something about this movie that like just like sets the whole thing off but like um i i do think this movie um it, it swerves through a few different genres uh one of them being horror but as i said before the best types of horror movies are the ones that double as other genres and you know when you strip everything away from this movie the movie really is a coming of age story because the main character she she's a vegetarian girl she's going away to college uh she's going to veterinarian school uh where her sister's at so she's kind of like trying to find her way in the world and like make new friends and, and like conform and there's the whole relationship with her sister involved. And on top of all that, she's a vegetarian who is realizing in school that she is a cannibal. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and, uh, it's fucking, it's really weird, but it's, uh, there's, there's moments that are very gory and bloody and not for the squeamish. And, uh, like there's a lot of like, it's very graphic. So it's definitely not for people, but, the th- reason it, that makes it so, it's very character driven. Like it's, uh, it's so much more about the characters and less about the, the gross out and the horror and stuff like that. And, uh, and that's why I really like it. Cause it is so unique and it isn't something that's just going for like cheap, um, like reactions. Cause it's just like, Oh, there's tons of blood on screen and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a super different. And I think, uh, like I said, it's definitely not for everyone, but I think you would really like it just because of how, like, besides the fact that it's really fucking good, uh, just how different it is. Nice. I actually might check that one out because why not? Because I had heard about it before. Yeah, it's came out four years ago, I'm pretty sure. Um, 
again, it's a, it's a foreign film. It's in French. So you have to watch it with subs. So I know there's people that are like, Oh, fuck that shit. But, um, yeah, I, I actually think I'll, like in, I'll watch it with subs, but I'd prefer to watch it with a couple of doms, if you know what I mean. Ah, but yeah, I I think besides Parasite and maybe Train to Busan, it's probably my like my like third favorite foreign film that I've like that's come out in the last like ten years or so. Uh, it's really good. All right. Very nice. My wild card, not a foreign film. And this is a movie I definitely have talked about on the show before. It's a movie we've tried to get to review by putting it in a bracket. Um, But (laughs) not one we tried too many times. And I honestly don't care if I've suggested this one before. Um, Cause it's a wild card. I can do what I want. I can suggest the same movie every time until I get a message from every single swampy that they have watched this movie. I am starting to realize it. It's probably a top 10 of all time. Now, Oh, the more I think about it, I've rewatched it now. I think I've watched it a total of three times ever. And I want to watch it again. It has some of my favorite current actors in it fucking killing at the top of their game and who I believe is my favorite current director, like modern mm-hmm. prisoners. That's, I had a feeling that's what it see. I think I recommended that one on an early episode. Maybe I think so. I know you yeah, recommended that's... the prestige, which is also a uh, Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. and a movie that I was late to seeing and Prisoners is one it took me a while to get to. And then when I saw it, I think I texted you and I was like, dude, what the fuck? And I think about that movie all the time. Like Jake Gyllenhaal's performance is, I mean, everybody's performance. Hugh Jackman is in insane. Like how good everybody is. Like I can't, I can't, I can't get enough of it. Like I think about it all the time in like so many like ways and like, it fucking looks awesome. And like the tension in it and just the feeling that you get out of watching it. It's so fucking sickening and like the best way. Like <laughs> I fucking love that movie. I, I think it is a top 10 favorite of all time. Wow. Like I think the first time I watched it, I was just like, dude, that was really good. But now, you know, a year later or whatever, and I'm still thinking about it. I'm still watching it as many times as I can. I'm like, this might be one of my favorite movies of all time. Wow. Yeah. Also two uh, Denis Villeneuve movies for you. Yeah, I know. I realized that afterwards. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I don't care. Uh, that's very cool. Yeah, that movie is, is awesome. The part with Paul Dano when like he gets kind of revealed, like mm-hmm. what's is off. Oh, so gnarly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. And uh, dude, the scene when they're identifying the clothes, mm-hmm. it, oh my god, Hugh Jackman! Because that that that's the first time in the whole movie you see him really break down. Like everything else, he's responded in anger, and then yeah. this is the first time where like that that shell is cracked for a minute, and then he he can't control himself and he can't hide. It it's almost. 
dude, the commentary in that movie, like, it's almost as if like his, his response, like he is sad, but he acts in anger because you gotta be a man and stuff like that. And it's like playing on like that idea of like masculinity and blah, blah, blah. And you can't show weakness. And then in that moment, it like breaks through that wall for him. And then Mm -hmm. once he realized he catches himself, like showing that vulnerability and being sad, he, he immediately not only reverts to the anger, but goes even harder towards it and just like unleashes himself. Like dude and Jake Gyllenhaal, like the, the progression of his character and like him, like kind of developing these ticks. And then like that, that final scene after Jake Gyllenhaal like does does a thing and then is driving somewhere, yeah. Oh my god! Like fucking heart palpitations. <laughs> I know what happens and it still stresses me the fuck out. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. This is but, uh, because uh, you've watched it a, f- a few times this year. I've been wanting to watch this one for a while, but I want to show it to Brianna. It's just it's a little bit longer. But now that like you're talking about, it, I'm like, man. I feel like I'm going to have to just make be like, we're, we're watching this. Like, I don't care if it's like almost three hours long. (laughs) We got it. This is, this is like a top 10 movie for me, but Jake Gyllenhaal in that movie is probably like a top five performance for me. Yeah. I I love Jake Gyllenhaal. He's amazing. Yeah. We got to get him on the pod. This is why this, because I feel like when Blade Runner 2049 came out, I think when that came, yeah, when that came out, we were playing in a band together and I feel like at that time I was like, oh man, you got to check out like Blade Runner. And I was like, Denis Villeneuve, like he's like one of my favorite directors. I don't know if you like really knew like his stuff. You I know, really did back then. But yeah, that's why I was just like, I, th- I do think that he is one of my favorite directors now. Like I felt weird saying it back then, like kind of like, yeah, like this guy, he's only made like four movies, but he's like one of my favorite directors. But like everything he makes is just gold. It's insane. He's yet to yeah. make he's yet to make a movie that is mediocre. And I would almost say that he hasn't made a movie that isn't great yet. Yeah. I haven't seen like even Sicario. Yeah, I was gonna say even Sicario, like that's I think that's my least favorite of his. I've said this before, but even like that movie within its own genre, like kind of being like a like a crime mystery, like I don't even I don't want to spoil too much about it, but like even that movie in a genre, I feel like trumps 95% of movies in that same genre, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got you. So, awesome. Yeah, very good. We got another one of these in the bag. Super exciting. Um, dude, I can't wait for Dune. All this Denis Villeneuve talk. I, I think that's what it is, too, is I keep re-watching. And it's funny, too, before I was even super familiar with him... I mm-hmm. I think what really sparked it for me, I was just like, wait, he did that movie and that movie? And like, these are all movies where <laughs> I'm like, if I had to pick like, oh, my top 10 favorite movies to come out in the last 10 years, he's got like six of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just insane how good his movies are. And like, like Arrival, like, I put down as like one of my favorite uh, modern sci-fi movies and that's him and then Blade Runner 2049 is another one and and then you got Prisoners and Enemy is really good I really like Enemy but I don't know if I would put it like Enemy up in that 
echelon of like top of all time, but man, is it so good. And that's another one I've watched a few times now. The thing with enemy is like how heady it is. And then on top of that, there's a few moments, at least the first time you watch it, that you're like kind of shook <laughs> when they happen. Like the last scene, yeah. I think both of us were kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to, it's crazy to me that Denis Villeneuve has this like, I don't know if it's stigma or whatever around him, but there's a lot of people that are like, uh, like, oh, like Denis Villeneuve is super talented, but his movies like, are like always like flops. Uh, cause they don't make a ton of mo- money at the box office. But then like, if you look at arrival, arrival was nominated for, I think eight, uh, Oscars. Wow. And it's, yeah. So it's just like, I, I don't know. It's, it always annoys me when it's like it, the movie didn't make money. So it's shitty. It's like, no, people are too dumb to, to enjoy the movies. So I don't go out and check them out. Yeah. It's insane. People need to go check out all of his shit. I think enemy streaming a bunch of, but honestly, Every every answer, every streaming service, just find whatever Denis Villeneuve movie is on there and watch that one. That's my suggestion yeah. for this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. I'm glad we glad we got to do this. I've been, been excited to talk to you, and we got a lot coming up. Like, there's a finally we have a lot of movies that we need to get to, and uh, I'm really excited. I watched one of them today. I won't spoil which one it was. Yeah, I got to get to the theater more. Like I said, I saw the Demon Slayer. Real recently, that was my last theater going experience, and then before that, I think it was Mortal Kombat. So I gotta, gotta mm-hmm. fill in these gaps. I'm not getting the most out of my A list these days, and it's bumming me out. We got a lot of homework to do. We got a lot of movies coming, and we got more episodes coming. And even though we have been late, we we're still doing it. Don't anybody get it twisted? Oh yeah, <laughs> we're not gone. We're just slow. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping though that now with all the the stuff coming out, and we do have some plans. We were talking about uh, maybe like a week and a half ago about some fun ideas for uh, episodes to do that aren't just reviews. Like, I'm I'm hoping uh, that we're gonna have just so much content that we can just start putting stuff out every week, like pretty consistently. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll make it happen though. So you guys stay tuned. Best way to do so: follow us on social media at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. If you'd like, you can follow me at Sky Two Dudes, and you can follow me at Colin Two Dudes. Yeah, huh? And you can go to our website, Two Dudes Movie Reviews to see merch and all of that. Uh, you can leave us five star review on Apple and try to win some of that merch, or you could not do it and be a Total piece of shit, swampy asshole. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And on that note, suck it, swampies.